0: This podcast is brought to you by Eight Letters Bookstore and Publishing. Are you an aspiring writer wanting to get your work out to the world? Try our self-publishing course and be your own boss. You'll learn the process of starting your own publishing company from editing, book cover making, marketing, up to organizing a book launch. Or if you'd rather focus on writing, contact us and we'll do the rest. We offer editing, formatting, and book cover making services. And for a more professional touch, we can also create your website for you. Visit us at 8lettersbooks.com or join our online community. Just search for 8 Circles on Facebook. Okay. okay, Hello everyone, this is Cindy Wong for the Coffee and Fly podcast and we are now in our seventh episode where we'll talk about the joy of public speaking or is there really such a thing? <laughs> and uh, well, if you'd asked me two years ago whether I would join a club that's dedicated to public speaking, I would probably say no. Not in a million years, but after spending a year in Mabuhay Toastmasters Club, I'd say it was the best decision I have made, especially for running my passion hustles, slash businesses, and it also helped my career a lot while I was still an employee. Um, I'll elaborate further later, but first, let's welcome our guest for today, Mister Cholo Carino, (laughs) fellow Toastmaster. So, um, Cholo, I can see, okay, you're an IT consultant, you're a family man, and you're involved in a, you know, in a community that mentors the youth through several programs, so I can see that you're already a very busy person. So, how do you do it? I mean, on top of all this, you're still the president of our club, and uh, what made you interested in public speaking?
1: Well, thank you, Cindy. Let me, let me answer that question in two parts so first of all how do i manage it well you really have to make sacrifices and you really have to focus on uh what you want to invest your time in if you will mm-hmm. as this, as the saying goes makes make the first things first mm-hmm. or i think i think that's one of the seven habits some, something in that vein like uh-huh. keep the most important things the important things so that's that's how i keep those, how, how I keep juggling all those activities, if you will. Mm-hmm. And second of all, yes, priorities of course, of course. I think you know that you you have a lot of hassles and you have hustles, I mean, <laughs> sorry. So, I, I, I think you would know, you above all would know how to do that, right?
0: Yeah, maybe it's a culture thing. I'm not sure, maybe if we'll get out of Hong Kong one day, you know, it things will change,
1: perhaps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah.
1: Moving yeah, out. perhaps mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah, and to answer your second question, what made you interested in what made me interested in public speaking? It was really a per uh, It stemmed from a negative experience for me, really. Like when mm-hmm. I was doing because I got when I got married, I was forced to do. I was forced to address the yes. crowd, and ah. I blurted a few things that it didn't it, it didn't end well. You would say? Was
0: it your and wedding
1: speech? When my father died, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was my <laughs> wedding speech. So uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was really horrible, and and also when my father died, I mm-hmm. was because I was the eldest in the family, I was mm-hmm. forced to give a eulogy, oh. right? And when you when you're not in when you're not comfortable in those situations, and also if you don't have an outlet to do that, you tend to well. At least for me, mm. the effect on it is because I don't get I don't get an audience. Yeah. I don't get an outlet. So mm. like I just wanna say a lot of things like this is my venue, this is my like an awards night if you will. <laughs> so it, it it that's that's where it stems from. So mm. that's why I reached out to Mabuhai Toastmasters and I I said I wanna get a release valve or a, a hobby where I can um put my thoughts out from my mind and then to speed it out sort of like a therapy really Uh, so (laughs) it's funny that it started that way Mm -hmm. it started that way and then it developed into something like I I enjoyed what I was doing I met a lot of people and then the things that you can do with public speaking how you can play around with it Mm -hmm. how you actually inspire your audience how do you How do you touch them? So that really got me interested into public speaking. That's why I kept coming back and renewing and renewing with Toastmasters and then just keep stretching myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I started in public speaking.
0: Yeah, Yeah, That's a great story. I think um, that's one thing, entertaining your audience. Because I also joined Toastmasters Club because I was asked to speak for an event and I realized that despite having you know the experience of teaching there's still a lot to learn you know i still feel nervous and at that time i couldn't even write a speech (laughs) you know i'm a writer but i i couldn't even (laughs) write a speech okay um we'll get to the other points later but so the next question is how does public speaking helps you know with leadership with your career like how, how necessary it is to to you know, to join a club or have this safe space where you can, um, you can deliver speeches, where you can practice?
1: I think I always... There was a movie that I watched a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a long story, but I'll, I'll try to put it back into your... Uh, I'll try to uh, steer the story back to the question. But there was a story where there was a family... Mm-hmm. And in the, I think late nineteen twenties, mm-hmm. and there was a gay they, their 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 servant or their household help was was a gay person, mm-hmm. and then she's the family said that if you want to, uh, they're very helpful to the gay person, and then they said if you want to make mistakes, if you're gonna make mistakes, mm-hmm. let them happen here. Mm-hmm. This family is strong enough for those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that, that really resonated with me with Mabuhay or with Toastmasters mm-hmm. because if if you are going to make mistakes, if you are going to try things out in your public speaking or leadership skills, better to do it in a safe environment like mm-hmm. Toastmasters, if you will. So mm-hmm. if I had Toastmasters before, the mistakes I would have made would have been in the club, not in my… Wedding or not in my father's eulogy, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that's. I think that's on the same vein as what you were trying to say, like how mm-hmm. h- how important it is to have a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think you also asked of how public speaking helps with leadership. Actually, I tried to. What do you think about that? Well, like, mm-hmm. uh, the the when you join Toastmasters. Because, you know, the slogan for Toastmasters is Mm. where leaders are made. Did did, did you ever find a, uh, did you ever reconcile those two Mm. ideas? Like, why is a public speaking club, a slogan is where leaders are made instead of where speakers are made? Have you ever, have you grappled that question?
0: Okay, Um, I probably have ignored that tagline when I joined the club, but um when i started attending the sessions i would say that my communication skills um have improved and you know it's not just for delivering the speeches but also you know to to other areas of my life to other parts of my life where i could use that skill uh, which i have learned um you know in our safe uh safe place so i started mm-hmm. i started to you know reach out comfortably to my colleagues to my boss because like before when when you asked me to talk to my boss i would be like i would you know that would scare the hell out of me and i don't know why maybe something to do with something to do with like inferiority complex um i can't really point out but um you know having you know having a safe place to practice um you you learn how to to play around with your emotions, so even if you're nervous, you know, right. you you use that um, energy, like what what Julie would say. That I I would use that energy yes. to um, how should I how should I put it? Um, use that energy to to something good, something good to to come out of you know what you're going to say instead of you know. Um, getting scared or
1: I'm glad that's how you felt because that's exactly how I felt as well like mm-hmm. there's so many emotions mm-hmm. that you as a person and as a leader feel mm-hmm. so instead of fighting those emotions you can actually use those emotions like for example if you're if you are nervous if you are nervous before speaking mm-hmm. instead of fighting that nervousness i find that you can actually Use that nervousness to connect with other people like acknowledge that you are nervous and then you are afraid that you are intimidated right. and then it makes you more relatable so I think that's what uh, i'm I'm glad you touched on that because we i mean it's i've never heard somebody express that before mm. or give advice on that before, but like you, as a person as a leader sometimes you get emotional you you, you're angry. You're or you're ashamed. But it's always how do you use that emotion to be positive? How do you turn that emotion to to help other people and to continue doing your leadership? So I think I'm right. so, sorry to continue leading your your group. Right. So I think that's, that yeah, uh. definitely. And for me, what 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 how I reconciled the two. Mm-hmm. Public speaking and leadership. Because I thought when I joined to Masters, it would be, oh, public speaking, oh, this is how you do introduction, this is how you do a body, this is how you do. Like, I thought the focus would be on giving a speech. Right. Mm-hmm. But really, the, like, I, I think the lessons you, like, for example, the lessons that you would have done or projects that you would have done would be like connecting with your audience, inspiring the audience, how do you connect with. Storytelling, so that was I was kind of surprised, Mm -hmm. but -hmm. then when I do those projects, that's when I understand that oh, that's why leadership and public speaking are the same, right? Like, for example, uh, like we were always taught in Toastmasters that the first thing you need to do is to connect with the audience, like, you have to know your audience, you have to respect your audience, like, you have to know if you're if if you're speaking to a group of you have to know who you're talking to first mm-hmm. before you conduct a speech. You know mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: if you extend if if you extend that respect to other people, then your speeches would resonate more. Like for mm-hmm. example, if you're giving a speech to predominantly uh, maybe maybe predominantly uh, Hong Kong people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you have to craft your speech in a way that resonates with them you have to talk about the local uh, cuisines or local problems that they're having uh, you can't talk about for example u.s states or you cannot talk about you can you can't talk mm-hmm. about the philippines because they don't know they don't where you're those. coming from the islands you can't you, you can't you have to talk to them in terms of uh, the the local dialect mm-hmm. the the local um, um uh, like where they're coming from maybe the the friction that they have with yeah, China yeah. so you have you, you have to you have to tiptoe you have to know mm-hmm. your audience so if you bring that into leadership that's really uh, essential part of leadership like mm-hmm. knowing who your teammates are you knowing who knowing the people one by one knowing mm-hmm. the, having a pulse on them right. that way you can you can adjust yourself so if you extend that, the respect to the other people those who are leading your constituents, then it makes you a better leader. so I think that's how really, if you go into public speaking, a lot of the skills for a public speaker is also a skill for for leaders for I leaders. guess so that's how they they tie the two things mm-hmm. together so now, for me, it makes sense whenever I see toastmasters <laughs> and then it mm-hmm. says where sure leaders are made, oh it. yeah, right, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, like, s- sometimes I wish that our government leaders, you know, have this skill of, <laughs> of public speaking that is related or connected to leadership because I would say that a lot of our current and previous leaders, you know, they just talk about something which is, uh, you know, focusing on On a smaller picture things about they what they want to deliver, not countrymen who they are the receiving end, so our leaders have to think about um delivering this message um more effectively um, in a way and uh okay, going back uh to how public speaking helping with leadership um in my case when I was able to reach out to to my colleagues to to my boss um, yeah. you know if uh, since I am able to communicate effectively what I needed to say what I wanted to say um, them seeing you um, confidently doing it you know there's there's a notion that you know they they can look up to you that they can trust you that they can rely on you so think that's that's how you know how you apply this um, speaking skills with leadership and with with your career and with your daily life so
1: oh yeah I definitely yeah, agree with that
0: yeah so mm-hmm. um, i think my last question for you would be what would be the top tips your top tips for people who want to try public speaking or at least join a uh, club
1: hmm. To join the club um, I think for me we, uh, I think in in terms of public speaking, it's really more like like uh, don't don't be afraid to make mistakes, like mm-hmm. welcome those mistakes, I guess, mm-hmm. because I as i said as the as 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 I shared with you my stories, I made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. for my public speaking before, a lot of embarrassing situations. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches, really. Mm -hmm. and uh, Just keep making mistakes, but don't make the same mistake over and over again, you know what I mean? So, like if if you do an embarrassing speech, or uh, I think one of the most... Uh, the, the worst feeling as a public speaker is when you crack a joke mm-hmm. and then you don't get any reaction. You d- not even a boo, not even mm-hmm. anger. Like just, it, they just stay quiet. So yeah. I think that's really painful to do. Mm-hmm. But I think just keep just keep trying. Just keep trying those jokes and mm-hmm. or those humors. Mm-hmm. And when you connect that, that's the, I, the most exhilarating feeling as a public speaker is when you crack a joke and then the audience laughs and then Mm -hmm. you like you connect with them so Mm -hmm. it's i think that's one of the exhilarating moments as a public speaker for me Mm -hmm. so i think the top tip number one really is just keep trying and trying Mm -hmm. don't don't be don't be phased don't get discouraged but also to reach out to other people like what did mm-hmm. I do wrong, mm-hmm. what can I improve on, ask your audience, always keep on improving. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to get better, really, at, at public speaking and in leadership, really. Mm-hmm. And For I, I, leadership, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, no, go ahead, please. Yeah, and I, I
0: think the good thing about um, Postmasters is that, as I mentioned, it's already uh, a safe place. You know, you can make as many mistakes as you want and... Um, yes. As long as you're you keep your mind, your heart open to, to feedback. You know, that hey no one's perfect. And even if you're if you've done it perfectly, I'm sure there is something else that you, you still can improve on.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean there's always, not necessarily improve on, mm-hmm. but also like there's lots of things to try out. Mm-hmm. There's, there's tons of things to try out. Like for example, we're always taught in Toastmasters to, uh, you, to, how, how do you start a speech, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do, you can ask a question first, or you can, you can talk to the audience, or you can, uh, you can do something physical first, or keep mm-hmm. quiet. There's there's tons of stuff to do. There's there's lots of things to try. Mm-hmm. How do, how do you move on the stage? How do you? Um, there, there's tons of things to try and make and break break those eggs. And I, I think that's what Toastmasters gives you. Like you have this this great tool, this sandbox that you can play around with, make mistakes, get dirty, mm-hmm. and then when you are in the real life situation, like in an interview, for example, or when you're doing a podcast like this, mm-hmm. or uh, you're you're deliver you're. I don't know what you work or what the you're working on. Maybe mm-hmm. you're doing a presentation, or you have to. Maybe you're a stand-up comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. we, have you have you met Ben in uh, Toastmasters, the the comedian? I don't think so. So I've so I've met two comedians in Toastmasters, and that's what they that's why they join Toastmasters. Like one is really successful. He's already. He's already announced. he's announcer for UFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and he's also doing he's also doing stand up comedian. So a, a stand up comedy. And these
0: are their full time so jobs. Think I think
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> <Wow>. their full time <laughs> job. And they, they they're really good at public speaking but they still uh, they still join they still join toastmasters year mm-hmm. after year mm-hmm. uh, i think it's more to sharp, to keep sharpening their skills mm-hmm. but to also give back to the community so mm-hmm. i think that's what that's what's really great for toastmasters in toastmasters mm-hmm. like you meet people uh, different uh, have different agendas and why they join toastmasters but the the sense of community the sense of Wanting to help somebody out mm-hmm. is always there. Right. That's why. I, that's why I think I'll be a lifer for yeah. Toastmasters wherever, wherever I go. Right. Uh, it could be in Hong Kong. It could be in Philippines. It could be anywhere else. I think there's a club near near you. So. Yes,
0: it's an international club. Now and they're... yeah, by the way, this is um, an unpaid advertisement of Toastmasters. We're just really talking about <laughs> public speaking and leadership. <laughs> I'm sure there are other clubs out there that you know has this platform, but it's, this is just because this is where we have um, an experience, so we can talk about it.
1: No, yeah, that's true. I think one of another club that stands out is Rotary uh, Rotary Public. I think mm. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. but I'm uh, I, I'm not a member so I cannot mm-hmm. speak for that. I don't know what their mottos are what mm-hmm. the experience is for a member but that's I think that's why you and I mm-hmm. talk about Toastmasters because that's that's, that's really it. Uh-huh. How about you how, how how has it helped you recently really with with this podcast and with the with, with, with your mm-hmm. book or, mm-hmm. or, or or your other With everything, hustles.
0: <laughs> with a lot of uh, my hustles.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay yeah. Because um, I'm a teacher at heart, so um, I usually conduct these workshops, this um, one-on-one coaching, and, and how to self-publish, and how to write. Oh, wow. So, you know, being able to to have this safe space where I can practice, or uh, because even if I speak to to students, to to um, to my clients, I still feel nervous because. Sometimes I would have this disorganized mind filled with a lot of information. <laughs> and Toastmasters, okay, just to name one way how it's helping me, Toastmasters help me with, you know, at least organizing my thoughts, um, preparing in advance. Um and um and yes. Yeah, right. And even if even if I stumble or even if I made a mistake, um because I'm so open to feedback right because every time I deliver a speech in in Toastmasters I would get feedback so it also helps me uh, to be open to to feedbacks um, you know I, I don't really w- want to be criticized if you ask me two years ago you know if, if you tell something about me criticizing me about how how I do things how I do my work how I speak or you know even just on my physical appearance I would <laughs> Get mad like as like crazy, but if you tell me um, If you tell me something that I can improve what I can improve on like uh, After joining Toastmasters, I will dig in deeper on you know, how can I improve like? um, first of all is your is your feedback valid and what can I do to to improve or what can I do to you know make it better Mm -hmm. make it better in a way so Yeah. I hate it. I hate criticisms. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Now, I want to go back to something you said before Mm -hmm. we uh, move move on too far, like when you said Mm -hmm. about the preparation Uh for a speech. Like, to me, before joining Toastmasters or before delivering speeches, before really working on my public speaking skills, Mm -hmm. like whenever I see uh, great speakers, like, for example, Uh, in the Emmys when people when actors Mm -hmm. and actresses receive their awards Mm -hmm. they give the acceptance speech or whenever I attend a wedding and somebody gives an awesome speech or MCs whenever I see people giving a speech Mm -hmm. I thought wow that guy is like they have a natural talent for this Mm -hmm. it's so easy for them and I I wish I had that natural talent but now that I'm doing public speaking I realized how much how much effort it goes in, how much work you have to do to deliver a good speech. Mm-hmm. So uh, I respect them more mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. not because of their talent, but because of how much work they've put in to deliver that speech to mm-hmm. to give. How, how, now I know how much time they spent rehearsing, mm-hmm. uh, trying out, uh, practicing their speeches, mm-hmm. um, moving Moving all the speeches, trying different introductions, how to conclude, how do you make your your message resonate with the audience, mm-hmm. how to quote other people, so that mm-hmm. I now have appreciation of other people giving speeches, hosting podcasts, having a YouTube channel, so that that's that's what I one of the biggest things I learned in those mm-hmm. masters, just the effort other people put in, really.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know these these artists, these actors and actresses they are all professionals for preparing in such a way um that they are able to deliver uh-huh. speeches. I'm not sure if they already know that they are going to deliver speeches but um every time you know they would inspire something in you and I think that's uh I think that's what makes um uh that's what makes um writing a speech uh, an art because you need to put a lot of thought in it and uh, as you mentioned it has to resonate to to your audience
1: yep that's mm-hmm. true yep so okay
0: yeah. um i guess we're, we'll have to end the episode here but uh just i just want to end this episode with Um, with this that, uh, okay, after hearing all of the inspiring speeches, you know, in in Toastmasters, I found myself buying this thick collection of famous speeches, and it made me realize that if we we don't push ourselves to the edge, we won't reach our fullest potential.
1: No, definitely I agree. Uh, I think what I would add into it is if you have a, a Play Doh, if you will, a clay, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't stretch a clay or a or Play Doh, you, you wouldn't know what you can make out of it. Mm-hmm. But it, once you start playing with it, once you start stretching, now you can see what you can make of it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you don't stretch yourself, you don't find out who you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't find out who you are, I think it's, it's a waste of life, really. So mm-hmm. if you could, if you really want to know who you are you have to stretch yourself you have to put you have to go through the gauntlet and and forge yourself really so that's i agree with you 100 percent life begins at the end of your comfort zone i uh-huh. think I, I read that somewhere but, right, yeah. right.
0: and we have to yeah, continue growing <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> I agree okay thank you so much Jolo. this is very helpful and i'm sure you know all our listeners can relate and i hope You know, they'll be inspired to try public speaking, you know, in the near future because it really, guys, it can help you a lot.
1: Yeah, Yeah. thanks. Thanks for having me, Cindy. Uh, I had a
0: blast. (laughs) Thank you. Have you been thinking if you should quit your job and pursue your passion? Well, maybe you don't have to quit it right away. And it's always good to test the waters before deciding if you really want to passion hustle full time. That means keeping your career on track and still earn from your passion by working on it part-time. Having a website gets you your passion hustle clients, but creating one can be a strenuous task. The good news is we can help you with that. Coffee and Fly offers website development and design. Level up your business and establish your brand with a WordPress website. Our package starts from 300 US dollars and that includes a year subscription for a domain name, a year subscription for web hosting, business email setup, and three months technical support. You can check out www.coffeeandfly.com services for more details. Thanks again for listening for today's episode. This is Cindy Wong for Coffee and Fly. Hope to see you again next time. Goodbye.